Happy Sunday, lovers. It is Sunday, January 14th, 8 p.m. London time. I don't even know what it's called yet. Central General something. I hope you're having the absolute best day of your life. Today, we're going to quickly chat about, by we, I mean me, myself, and I, about wrapping up the previous year and planning for the next year. I wanted to explain how I break down my planning because... Well, I like to think I'm pretty good at it. I'm a little bit OCD and I like it um, and others benefit. And I really could, well, I've done years of exploring different planners and I've created my own. It's still a work in progress, so I haven't shared it yet, but um, okay, we'll just get into it. So what I wanted to go over is first off, reflecting on the past year. What I'll do towards the end of the year, towards the end of December, and it'll overlap a little bit with the beginning of January, Um, but I will sit down and it honestly takes a couple days because I genuinely audit or thoroughly audit my year. So I will go through the year and I have a template. I'm subscribed to the newsletter and you'll get it on there or check the website. I'll link something at the bottom here. Okay, so annual reflection questions. I'll spend a couple hours. It it takes a few days because there's just so much information and I I really scan through my photos. I'll scan through all of my photos. I love to take photos, so I have an abundance of photos. But that will help me just remember every moment that occurred, which I truly love because you forget. Like, at least for me, I'm... Not that I don't forget, but I'm so present or I rarely focus on the past that I, I kind of just, you know, once it happens, it happens and I'm, I'm either focused on today or on the future. So it is really nice, especially as a high achiever, I would consider myself where it often feels like I'm not doing a lot. And I know a lot of you can align with that statement, but when you look back and actually measure what you have done, you go, okay, I. I actually did a lot this year. I made a ton of progress. Um, one interesting point, I, my little group of girlies, finance bros, we had a chat about this. and I'm always so focused on my career goals, but I'm also focused on my personal, my travel, all of that, relationship goals, you know. And that was a very, I basically reflected on the year. I'll just give you a little summary. This past year, I thought, what have I done? And then I went over my careers and I was like, okay, I actually did make a lot of progress. I achieved quite a few goals. But where I had the most abundance was traveling, which was part of my personal goals. But then towards the end, I thought, you know, it felt like I didn't do much. And then I realized, well, I was I was not measuring the whole, the big picture. I was just measuring one thing. And it felt like, well, then it wasn't super successful. But when I measured the big picture of all of my goals, then... Okay, it was an extremely successful year. So be aware of what you're actually measuring and what you're quantifying as achieving or not achieving. And I'm shifting away from achievement just because, well, that's another conversation. But I do think it's important to have these sort of strict targets and goals and then let the path present itself, but have some kind of guidance for yourself. Okay, so the reflection for the year. Maybe this will be a bit longer than five minutes. Uh, 
what experiences did I have? I'll go through, you know, January, December details, break it up by month. Uh, someone I really connected to, new friends I made, places I visited, how did I grow, a significant risk I took, moved to London, was a big one. How did I succeed? What am I most proud of? What challenges did I experience? Where did I fail? So I found that question and I added it. And then when I was actually doing it, I realized impossible. You can't fail. If you're not done trying, you cannot fail. So I'm taking that question off, but it's there for now. What lessons did I learn? Super valuable. And then on a scale of one to 10. So I broke down how I categorize my life is personal, career, spiritual, adventure, financial, relationship, health. And then health is broken into physical, mental, emotional, also kind of spiritual in there. And then four questions for each category. How successful do I feel in these categories? What's my intention going into the new year? What's good in each one? How can, what can I improve on? That's the basis of my reflection for the previous year, say 2023 this year. And how I'll do that is I'll look at my photos, but I also do a monthly reflection at the end of every month which is another list of questions that I have that I've created a template for. And so that monthly reflection contributes to making the annual reflection much quicker and efficient and powerful. And, you know, otherwise you kind of forget all the little things you've learned. And you can also start to recognize patterns. That's what I really noticed. It was so fascinating where I had, you know, my same goal for six months and then finally I achieved my goal automatically off the list onto the next where it's like, oh, Sky, you are, a, you're flying through these, you're killing it. But you just, once it's done, it's done and you move on. I don't really celebrate, say, goals necessarily. Like I do very briefly. It's kind of like, woohoo, I did it, but keep going. Um, so that is an intention going into this year. I don't know, scratch that. I probably, I don't really care about celebrating. I just... I try to balance life so that it's it's a good balance. Okay, that is the wrap up for 2023 annual reflection. 2024 still a work in progress. You know, life picks up. Uh, I will use my workbook, Master Your Mindset Workbook, as a guide to break down the future year planning. So if you don't already have yourself a copy, I highly suggest it. Obviously, I literally made it for a reason. I didn't spend six years making this for, you know, because I don't think it's helpful. It's honestly, I use it as a guide every year. I keep it with me every day. Um, I've filled it out so many times and I continue to fill it out. It's, it's always a work in progress. This, this stuff is a practice your habits, your routines, your intentions, detachment from your goals, that's huge. So I'll use that to plan. Uh, you know, I'll go over my long-term goals, then I'll go over the annual, you know, kind of what things I'd like to achieve this year, which is why I'm. it's a little bit slower this year because I'm shifting away, achieving, say, a X amount of a smart goal by the end of the year and I'm focusing on what those goals might look like for example say books 52 books a year but instead of that being what I'm focusing on 
I've now shifted instead of say a book a week or a book a month it's simply a daily practice so it's minimum 30 minutes of my audiobook a day whatever I read in my physical book that's just bonus you know that's enjoy the Sunday night just open up my book but 30 minutes minimum audiobook I don't know I probably listened to two and a half hours today because it's nice once you start listening it's really easy and just when I'm commuting or going wherever or brushing my teeth or doing anything cooking cleaning stretching I'll just listen and if you enjoy your books I was saying to my flatmate the other day never feels like I'm alone because if I'm listening to a book too I feel like I'm hanging out with the author they're hilarious so what a huge thing that I would suggest is taking your goals and seeing how can you make it a daily practice how can you break it down to such a minute goal practice intention that it's just a daily practice say for exercise I'd like to set some more bigger goals this year because I'm physically in one location which is really exciting well for now we'll see who knows um but it's a little bit easier for me to commit to a race of some sort. But I'm still focusing on just my, you know, seven days a week movement. And what's that weekly, daily breakdown? Okay. Planning for the future year. Now we've let go of the past year. Plan for the future year. I usually break it down annual, quarterly, monthly. I try to break it down in each little chunk because actually one of my books I was just reading is called, oh, um, I think it's just Get It Done. And it's the, about the science of motivation. It's explaining the power and breaking down, shortening the middle of a goal. Because we're very efficient at the beginning and at the end. But if the middle is too long, we sort of lose it. Where I've noticed that with my, say, reading. January, the first quarter, I'm powering through books. Last quarter, powering through books. During the year, barely read anything. I just I just kind of forget about it. I read a little bit, but I not, not daily. Um, so I'm shortening that. That's why it's now a daily practice as opposed to 24 books a year. I've also upped it to just be 52 because oh, why not? That's how we learn. Okay. Um, but I still do break it down quarterly because then it's easier when I have these reflection periods to sort of go, okay, where am I at? So how my reflection looks, I'll just explain. It might be a bit much, but for my mind, I truly need it. I need to just put things on paper so I can see where I'm at. Otherwise, I just feel like I'm running in circles. I'm like, where am I going? What am I doing? Because I... I zoom in so much that I almost forget. It's like when I'm painting sometimes, when I do portraits and I'll work on an eye, I'll be so in the tiny little, you know, inside bit of the eye for hours that I forget what I'm painting. I just know what it's supposed to look like and then I'll zoom out. I'm like, oh yeah, wow, all that time on just that. But that's how it is each day, right? So I'll do my daily journaling. Just That's just... It's like breathing for me. I just do it and I feel that I need it. Like I love it. I crave it. I wake up in the morning. I can't wait to do it. Somebody asked, well, what do you do at five in the morning? 
what are you not doing? Because there is so much stuff to do all the time. You meditate for an hour if you have the time. If you create the time, great, do that. I don't meditate for an hour. I'm working towards that, but it's usually just a couple minutes to 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. And then I will journal, meditate, pull a card. I used to have a lot more intense sort of morning routine. That's the gist of it. It takes about an hour and a half. You could do it in 10 minutes, but I, I love it. It's just a meditation for me, truly. Go to the gym for a bit shower move on with the day that's my daily journaling I never reflect on my daily journaling I don't think I've ever really read read my daily journaling over even once in a while or sometimes you know I'll read things from high school and I'm like oh ah, that's funny um but I don't reflect on that that's just sort of emptying my bucket which if you have my book you'll you know what that means and then I haven't been super consistent, but something that I would suggest if, you, if you're open to it is a weekly reflection, which is very important. So setting your weekly goals, your roles, uh, sharpening your saw, and then reflecting on how that week went. Because what you measure is what you know grows or withers away, whatever it is, but you need to measure it to improve on it. So that's something that I'm going to practice this year a lot more. But there's so much to do, you guys. Don't get overwhelmed by all of this. I'm just explaining it all so you can understand how I break it down. But focus on one thing at a time. So the monthly reflections, I've been doing for a few years now. So that's pretty down. Daily, it's been like eight years. But it took, it took a long time to build up to that goal. When I first started journaling, it was just once a week. Then after a year, it was twice a week. And that was the goal, Wednesdays and Sundays. Then the more I journaled, the more I realized it was easier to actually journal every day because if I just debriefed every day, then I wouldn't have to sort of keep it up, like pent it up for a couple of days and then journal it out every, every three days. You know what I mean? It's actually just easier if you just, it's like going to the bathroom. It's better for you to just do it every day. So you let that all go. Then you have your weekly journaling. Then your reflection, then your monthly reflection, then your quarterly reflection. So that is now, I was focusing on that last year. That's what I'm also going to focus again on this year, just making it a lot more consistent and simplify it. Just something so simple so you actually do it. And I'm so passionate about reflection periods because... It's so easy for the year to go by and then you go, oh, I haven't opened my resolutions, you know, little sheet since the day I wrote it. It's like, yeah, right. That's why you got to check it. Just check it. Just takes a second, but just check in with yourself. See where you're at. And then annual reflection. (coughs) Excuse me. So I have templates for all of this. You know, reach out, but I'm, check my website, whatever it is. Get the workbook. Seriously, it's phenomenal. Yeah, so that's the power in breaking down the middle. And, oh yes, okay, then when we're mapping out the month. So as I mentioned, those sort of categories that I organize my life in, 
I will also map that out. I, it's probably a bit much, but whatever. It, it works for me. I've been focusing on digitalizing my routine planning life aspect of my life over the past year and a bit, year and a half or so, because I travel so much that I just, you know, if I didn't have my planner, then it wasn't as effective and productive with my time. I thought, okay, well, this just, this isn't working. So I've been working on digitalizing it, but I still like to write it. So fortunately I got an iPad and that's been an absolute game changer. So I do all my journaling on there because also when I'm mentioning all these reflection periods, I used to do it all in separate journals because that's a, there's just reasons behind it. I like to see my monthly reflections sort of back to back so that when I'm doing the next month, I can reflect easy. Uh, my daily journaling, cause I, whatever. And annual journaling. I like to look at that you know, this year and last year, what's the difference over a whole year? So I I have a lot of journals. So when I was traveling, then I wasn't doing my quarterly journaling because I didn't have that physical journal with me and I forgot what my questions were. So I didn't do it. Now I have an iPad and I have all of these notebooks on an app. It's phenomenal. And the reason why I think it's okay to do it digitally this way because there's still a pen that you can write with. I think it's really important to physically write out as opposed to typing. So I still write it out. I map things out. I write out a the full month. And then I'll go and take that month and digitalize it like uh, into my Google Calendar where it's by time. But the first is sort of just sketching it all out, mapping it out, and then... Uh, because I also don't write in like the hourly things like my gym, my shower, eating, all that jazz because I actually do that on my Google Calendar because time management that I can just know approximately where, when I can be somewhere, etc. or when I need to wake up a little bit earlier. To you, I hope you know. So, my iPad monthly planner. It's a fun one. Um, so I've been digitalizing it. <laughs> I think I've mentioned that a few times now. I used to have a big monthly planner on my desk, which was so great during COVID when I had, you know, sat at the same desk for two years straight. That was great. But when COVID was kind of off and I was moving back to the office, I wasn't taking my massive planner because it's, it's, it's big. Like it's just one of those desk ones, but it covers. <laughs> Whoa, sorry my whole desk but it's very useful to just be able to see (coughs) oh my god I'm so sorry excuse me and bless my throat peace and love to my throat chakra I like to be able to see sort of the major points or the the events that include others just because my daily stuff, that's a bit more flexible, but where I've made commitments with others, I really want to see where those are at. So that I will color coordinate. (coughs) Sorry, guys. 
and now I'm running a biological program right now. I have different colors for blue is fitness, orange is social, pink is sky lila, the brand, uh, red is VAF or Vancouver, the brand, two companies that I, you know, where I split my say work work into two different categories. And then yellow is sort of classes or appointments or just sort of those random things. Or this month, actually, I'm taking a sewing class. So that's fun. Uh, and then travel, depending if it's for work, it's red. It's still, it's kind of usually red, but um, I guess it's usually for work. Yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. And then purple is spiritual or sort of that wellness aspect of myself. Um, I, th I think it's really important to incorporate all of those things. So reason why I color coordinate it, well, one, just to over the month, see how it is, know, okay, what's what. Just, it just... It, <coughs> excuse me, easy reference, but also then I like to look at it and go, okay, is this balanced? You know, is there enough orange on the page? Because for me, that's something where like there's an abundance of blue. I don't even write down my, all my fitness, like my daily gym stuff, only if it's say hot yoga or something like that, where it's an irregular class or workshop, or run, or whatever, then I'll, I'll put it on there, but my morning gym time, I don't put on my calendar, on my iPad calendar, because I, there's no point, I do that every day, it's, it's happening, but I'll look it over, and I'll go, okay, is there enough orange, because sometimes there's no orange, or sometimes there's way too much orange, and I'm like, well, no wonder I'm tired, that's just too much, too much for me, and then is there a balance? Am I still giving enough time to my company and my brand? And am I putting, you know, creating time for that? And then am I trying something new? Do I have a new skill or am I keeping up with life and those random appointments? That's the gist of it, my loves. Oh, then, <coughs> excuse me. So map it out on the iPad. Then I'll take those iPad events and put it into my physical or my digital Google Calendar with the actual hours. So that when I'm going about life, my day-to-day, -day, I'm looking at my Google Calendar breakdown of the day. Because I don't have my iPad with me sometimes out in the day. So I'm following my calendar. Saying all of this, <laughs> I was going to say, I make time to play. Um, I guess I don't that much, which is probably why my cards always tell me to play more. But that's because 
to me what I schedule, same painting. Oh, painting is also usually purple or something because it's sort of, I consider it like wellness for my mental health, kind of just spiritual channeling. I don't necessarily like, you know, people say do chill and it's like, well, I don't know. What's your chill? Like my chill is painting. My chill is running. My chill is reading. Those are my chills, but I schedule them so that I don't neglect an aspect of myself that's important and that keeps me balanced so I can maintain this pace and speed and balance. But just because I'm running at a high pace doesn't mean I don't make time to meditate where then I sit back in stillness and just release everything and detach from everything. So it's a fine balance. Okay, clearly my throat is saying time to end this. I hope you enjoyed this not so brief conversation. Let me know if you have any questions. We can do a little call. I'm opening to coaching two people next month for a while. We'll we'll elaborate on that one. But yes, so it's great. I love you so much. Have the best present moment of your life. And thanks for listening.